Made Visible is a podcast that gives a voice to people with invisible illnesses. There's no blueprint about how to live with an invisible illness or how to be there for someone who has one. We're here to help people feel less alone as they strive to create a normal life and to create an awareness of how we can be supportive of people who seem fine but aren't. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Made Visible. I'm your host, Harper Spiro, and I'm so glad you tuned in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals provides sustainable wellness solutions using superfoods from the hive. This is a super special episode as I'm featuring the founder and CEO of Beekeepers Naturals. Carly Stein and I were connected by a mutual friend last year. We instantly hit it off and it was clear that her story and her products needed to be shared with you, our listeners. So here we go. Welcome, Carly. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So happy to have you here and to get into your story. Where in the world are you right now? So right now I'm in Vancouver, Canada, which I which grew up in. where you're from, right? I'm from Toronto. I went to college in Vancouver, though, so I'm seeing lots of college friends, and I have some extended family out here, and it's just always nice to be back home for a little bit. That's awesome. But your home base these days is LA, right? Yes, I live in LA. I'm only here for a week, sadly. <laughs> and happily living in LA? I love LA. I love LA. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'm sure that helps with health-related stuff. Oh, yeah. It's great. Very uh, health-conscious culture. Yeah. Let's dive right in uh, into your story, which is that you experienced severe tonsillitis when you were studying abroad in college in Italy. And you tried propolis from a local pharmacy, if my story tells correctly. Yes. And you weren't convinced that it would do anything. So can you tell us a little bit more about that time, what propolis is? Because I certainly didn't know what it was until I connected with you and what your reaction was when it worked. Definitely. So I had chronic tonsillitis. I have always had a really weak immune system. Just one of those people who's always sick. If there's anything going around, I have it and I have it bad. So, you know, I kind of just dealt with that. But then I also am very reactive to most over-the-counter medicines. I can't take antibiotics, common cold and flu medicines I I tend to have a reaction to. What kind of reaction? Anything from hives to worsening of symptoms to I would get like kind of crazy skin rashes, like full body, like all kinds of reactions, you name it. Just really sensitive system. And, you know, most of the stuff wasn't accessible to me. And anything that's sort of, got the sugars and flavors. It's just, I'm, I don't even want to be taking it anyways. So was that from birth? Yeah. I mean, I think as young as I can remember, that's just sort of how it was. We realized I had an antibiotic allergy pretty early on and that's just sort of always how it was, but I was always sick. And so I was always looking in the natural world and I would be searching and searching and I'd find these cool superfoods and read up on them and, you know, be really excited about the results and and take them and you know they weren't cheap so I was spending a lot of money as a young person on the stuff and I tended to I for the most part I was really disappointed in what I was finding because there's a whole world of incredible natural healing functional foods but for specifically targeting something that's like chronic and viral there's not a lot of the potency that I needed and I ended up you know, wasting time and money on these superfoods that promised the world that just were not delivering on results. So I was obsessed with the natural world, but also sort of disillusioned with the whole thing. I'm just really sick of products not doing what they say they're going to do. And so I just 
sort of lived that way. I was highly skeptical and at the same time really interested in the natural space. And when I was in college, I did a semester abroad and, of course, got tonsillitis. And I was really, really sick. It was pretty severe. I was having a hard time breathing. And I was just looking for anything to keep me out there because the last thing I wanted to do after missing out on so much all the time because I was always sick, the last thing I wanted to do was come home and have my time abroad that I worked hard for and saved up for short. So I went into a pharmacy in Italy and, you know, Europe is so progressive with their natural health. We've talked about this and it's just kind of remarkable, much more progressive, much more open to natural alternatives. And so in this pharmacy, they had something called propolis. I had zero idea what propolis was. The pharmacist told me it comes from the bees. So I was like, oh, okay, honey, I guess. And she's like, no, totally different than honey. It's propolis. And so I was like, okay, there must be a language barrier. Whatever. I'm desperate. I'm going to try it. So I purchased this propolis. Not to interrupt you, but it's so wild, though, that a pharmacist is telling you propolis, not, you know, robitussin. Oh, totally. And even the fact that it was sold in a pharmacy. Like that That's was really, really weird. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really out there. Yeah. Super cool. But I mean, that's Europe. It's right. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. And as I go more into the story, like, everywhere I went, this stuff is pretty commonplace. But anyway, so I buy this propolis tincture. There's not a lot of information on the label and it's in Italian anyways. And I start using it and it was, I want to say maybe five days, but in about five days, I made a full recovery. So it basically functioned in my body the way antibiotics do for regular people. But the crazy thing was, I'd never had that healing experience before. I'd never been a person who, you know, takes something and recovers. I, I had the experience where I, I would take things and nothing would happen, or I'd have a crazy allergic reaction, and I'd feel 10 times worse, or, you know, I just, I'd never had that full healing experience. And so it was pretty remarkable. I made a full recovery. And I continued taking the propolis. And at that point, I started really researching propolis to learn what it was and why I was having these effects. So just to, so everybody knows what propolis actually is. Um, you can think of it like this. Honey is the bee's food. It's their carbs. The bees collect honey from floral nectar. Whereas propolis is a different substance. It functions as the bee's immune system. It's antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, antimicrobial, and anti-inflammatory. And the base ingredient for propolis is coming from plant and tree resins. So you can think of like sap and, you know, tree pollen, things like that. So the base ingredients is a little more adaptogenic in nature. And then how the bees are using it, they're putting it through their enzymatic process. And then they're using it to line the entire hive and keep it germ-free. So they collect this, they collect these resins from plants and trees, put it through their enzymatic process. Then they get this sticky amber colored substance called propolis. And they literally are lining the hive with it. And they're doing that to create a protective barrier between themselves and the outside world. So they line all the cell walls. They even line the cell walls up for um, baby bees to create a sterile environment for newborns. They have a propolis mat at the front entrance of the hive so that all the little bees who are coming in can disinfect and not, you know, track germs and pathogens into their home. And this is really interesting. They even will use it. So let's say a predator gets into the hive like a mouse. There's honey in there, good stuff, pollen, it happens. So a mouse gets into the hive. The bees can sting the mouse and kill it, but they can't physically carry the mouse out of the hive. So, you know, if you had a decaying rodent or decaying body in your living room, you'd get pretty sick, right? Like if we had a dead body in our living room, it would be disgusting. So what the bees do with this dead mouse is they actually mummify it in propolis. And propolis is that powerful of a protective substance that it protects the entire hive from this rotting rodent. 
So in nature, propolis is a very powerful protector. You know, it's thought of as the immune system of the hive. It's got these amazing benefits. And then for humans, there's over 300 beneficial compounds. Like I said, it's antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and antibacterial. So it's really great for protecting, building up your immune system, for combating um, any sort of virus. It's also super anti-inflammatory, so it's really great for any inflammatory conditions. It's full of polyphenols and flavonoids. It's really great for the digestive tract. It's a prebiotic substance. Um, and there's also been a few studies that have found that it helps to reduce intestinal inflammation. So it's great for things like colitis. And yeah, I basically look at propolis as my, my go-to protector. It's so cool. It's so funny because I remember when we first spoke and you were sort of giving me this whole rundown and I'm like, okay, so obviously I know about honey because who doesn't know about honey, but never really thought about the properties and benefits of it. And then when you informed me more about propolis and I've been using the spray that you guys make, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal product. And I feel like every time I feel like my system is getting run down, I use it and it truly makes a difference. And it's just cool to hear sort of the backstory of how it functions. I mean, how the bees are protecting the hive is just wild. And who would ever think to know this information and study this information, let alone turn it into a business? So you are in Italy, you have these five days where you get recovered, and then you continue taking it for how long and what kind of side effects or what kind of healing did it do for you? So I continue taking it basically indefinitely. I mean, I'm still taking it now. I just reduced the quantity. Like I was taking a lot of propolis when I was sick. Now I'll do, I mean, now we have our spray bottle, so I'll do probably five or 10 sprays a day. And sometimes I'll spray it into my water. I put it in my smoothie. I'll just, you know, keep it in my purse and spray it in my mouth. I use, I go through a lot of propolis, but it's, it's really made a difference. So what I was experiencing, uh, I'm autoimmune. I just have all kinds of, I struggle with inflammation. I have a lot of digestive issues, especially when I was traveling. And then I also have psoriasis. And when I was taking propolis, I was able to really get all those things under control. And I recognize that autoimmune is so case specific and what works for one person isn't necessarily going to be the saving grace for another. But for me, this stuff just, you know, made a radical difference. And, you know, our customer base, many of them have had similar experiences, which is pretty exciting. But it was that. And I also just, I was doing a lot of reading about it and just learning about how it works as a substance, how, you know, it's, it's a pretty safe thing to take regularly. It's really high in all kinds of things that are good for you from seminic acid to antioxidants. I was like, you know what, this helped me. I'm not sleeping a lot, traveling around a lot, typical semester abroad lifestyle. And it can't hurt to incorporate something like this. I've had such great effects. And in doing that, I did not get sick for the rest of my time abroad, which was crazy. I really, like, I don't know if you know someone like this, but I was that person who was always sick, always a cold, wake up with a sore throat. If I, you know, had a bad sleep or went out one night, wake up the next morning with a sore throat instantly. And that just stopped happening to me. I stopped getting sick and I, I definitely wasn't leading my healthiest lifestyle. I was, you know, like I said, a college student abroad for the first time. So <laughs> <laughs> Make your own assumptions yeah. of what that means. Yeah. But, it, you know, I think that our listeners can really relate and I can for sure of not really having a baseline for what good is anymore. Yeah. And because it's a chronic thing, you just sort of are used to not feeling 100% or even knowing what 100% means. So I'm sure once you were 
using propolis so frequently, you were seeing this difference and going, wow, there's room for improvement here. And I think I've found my secret sauce. So when you came back to the US or Canada, I assume, did you find similar products on the market? So first of all, in Europe, it wasn't just propolis that So when I was traveling around, because Europe is so progressive with natural health, I started finding other things. So I remember being at a cafe in Copenhagen and them asking if I wanted bee pollen on my smoothie. And I was like, oh, bee pollen or bee stuff. Cool. And so that started turning me on to bee pollen. And then I can't, I think I was in France when I first learned about royal jelly. Yeah. So I was just, I started using all these. I really did not know that the bees did anything but honey. And I went from that to being like a crazy bee product obsessed person, which is everywhere I went, I was learning about these amazing different hive superfoods and the fantastic benefits. And then they're also, they're so easy on the system. Like so much of what you take, especially when you have a sensitive system like me, even if it's something that's great and great for many people, you run the risk of reacting. And I was, my body was tolerating all of these things really well. And even, you know, I was skeptical trying these different things. And when I was talking to a pharmacist or naturopath or whoever it was, I tended to meet a lot of wellness folk when I was in Europe, which was exciting. But when I was talking to them, they're like, you know, this works for most people. Most people can tolerate mm. this, which was just really interesting because it's got a level of potency, yet it's accessible to so many different bodies. Which you don't hear about many things. No, definitely not. Yeah, so that was sort of my how I fell in love with it. And then when I came back home to finish up school, of course, when midterms rolled around, I got a pretty aggressive bound of strep throat. So I needed to get propolis. And I went to college in Canada. It's not the LA health food scene. So there wasn't, you know, a, a great assortment of places to find these unique health foods. But I went to the local health food store. I just kind of was searching and nobody really knew what I was talking about. There was plenty of Medusa honey and, you know, cool honeys, but not propolis. I, I really had a hard time finding that. And so I went to a farmer's market and I found some propolis. But then I had another issue because of pesticide exposure. A lot of the bee products on the market, they're exposed to pesticides and there's not really any good gauge for that. So what I did was I just went online and looked at the local beekeeping association. And I was just like, look, I need to find a beekeeper who's in a very specific geographic area where they're not going to get too exposed to pesticides and I need to become their best friend. So <laughs> I reached out to the association. I got a list of some different people and started getting in contact. And I found one beekeeper who who's kind of in the middle of nowhere in Victoria, which is Vancouver Island. And I started buying product from him. I had a wonderful benefit that was being a student. So I could use my university database. I had access to the lab. I had a lot of really amazing resources that I wouldn't have had in any other situation. And I started, you know, buying raw product. And then I would go to the lab and kind of mess around with it and, you know, read some really fantastic research about it. Was that all for your own sake or were you thinking at this point, I'm going to start a business? hundred percent for my own sake. I, I was absolutely not planning to start a business. Like <laughs> I went a pretty long time just healing wow. myself and learning about these things and not planning. And telling people about it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I was like going into finance at that time. Like I, I did not think I could make a <laughs> career out of this. I was just like, I want to feel good. And I'm fascinated by the world of natural health and um, I want you know, I know that there's a lot of people like myself who have these issues. And so if I can solve it, it just could be cool. But I was really just sort of laser focused 
on the little details on how these things are working in my body and the history behind them and the research behind them and that sort of thing. I, I really wasn't thinking about a business in any capacity, which is kind of why I think everything now comes from such an authentic place and, and we do things the way we do. So I'm, I'm happy for how it played out. But anyways, I was, I was making all these products and doing really intense research. And then when I got exposed to the bees, I kind of became obsessed with beekeeping. I just thought it was the coolest. I still think it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, the second I was around the bees, I really felt at ease, which is not what you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Tell me more about what you mean by at ease. Okay, so first of all, I have to say, I've, <laughs> not everyone feels this way, of course. Um, I've always been like a nature girl. Like I'm, I just, I love every single animal and creature and I love watching planet Earth and reading nature books and all that stuff. So it made sense that I was going to be interested in the bees. But when I got around the hives, I mean, and I, I also am coming at this having a really wonderful healing experience. But when I was first exposed to the hives, I just thought it was so cool. Like the bees are such intricate creatures and they, they function together in this really unique society they create and they're making all these different, it's just, they're, they're really fascinating the way that they function. And so it just became a little bit, obsessed with that and the more I learned the more I sort of fell in love with them and that's just really how it went and I was you know learning about the impact they have on our environment the fact that these pollinate one-third of our food supply and how critical they are in our ecosystem learning about the intricacies of how they function how they have different jobs at different ages and how it's matriarchal society and just all these fascinating things and then learning about the incredible and broad benefits of the different products they make. I'm quickly going to interrupt this episode to remind you that we're doing a special offer with Carly's company, Beekeepers Naturals. If you're this far into the episode and realizing that you need to try their products, head over to beekeepersnaturals.com slash visible and enter the code visible at checkout for 10% off. Just wanted to give you a quick reminder. You can do it while you're listening. And now back to Carly. So it was just like this really interesting time in my life where I was sort of finding my passion and I didn't really know it. <laughs> it's so funny because you bring up how it was a passion of yours and you were so obsessed with this, but it wasn't a business concept. And then obviously, which we'll get into, you then turned it into a business. But I think it's an interesting point to bring up from a business perspective, because there's so many people that sort of force businesses because they want to become entrepreneurs or they fall into things. But I wonder, you know, for me personally, years ago, I was obsessed with music and was determined to get into the music business. And I watched some people who were working in the industry already. And I'm going, I don't know, they've become really jaded and like, not so into music, because it's now about work and not the pleasure or the joy that music brought to their lives. And I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to continue to be a music fan and enjoy it and not feel like it was all about business. So how does that play into, you know, starting a business around bee products? I think it was just, it was the right series of events to allow me to keep this very authentic. I think okay. had I come at this, had I been in Europe and found a cool product and seen a hole in the market and an opportunity to build something and just come at it from that, I don't think I would have had the same love affair or understanding that I do of these creatures and what they're making. Um, because I came at it from just like pure curiosity and pure fascination, 
I mean, I was looking at how can it heal me, but I wasn't looking, what can this do for me? What can this allow me to do in the world? I was just more in awe of the recovery that it was, it was creating and, and then in awe of the, the impact that these creatures have on our planet. So yeah, I think that allowed me to keep my love. And also I didn't, because I didn't come out of starting a business, I didn't have the pressure of going at a certain pace or measuring up to anything. It was just, it was really just something I was doing for me. And when I did start to share it, it was not shared as a business at all. It was shared because one of my friends was really sick and I have something that works. Um, and so it was also the way I was sharing it with the world. I wasn't looking for a specific outcome or specific feedback. I was just like, hey, this worked for me. And when I ended up getting really positive feedback and you know, people were wanted more of it and were sharing that they had a similar healing experience with these different products, that's when I started to consider it as a business. And Again, though, at that point, like it was not about a profit opportunity. It was like, wow, this is working for more people. I need to share this. I, I really did not think I could make a living from bee products. It sounds crazy. <laughs> so how and when did that shift? That was the hardest part. It was a slow process. And part of it, too, was confidence. I didn't have the confidence as a college kid to just start my own company. And I think it's so niche. It's so different. And now I know that that difference is why it's special and what allows us to grow the way we have. But at that time, it just sounded crazy. And I had a really good job lined up out of school. I was going to work at this hedge fund. And that's just what I did. So anyway, so I went to work at this hedge fund. I was there for about 10 months. 10 months into that, I got hired at a big bank. I joined Goldman as a trader. And it was there. I mean, it was an amazing experience. I worked really hard and I worked with some very bright people. But I just wasn't in love with it. For me, I was missing purpose. And I realized right there that purpose is something that I value above other things that I can provide. Not to say that that's what has to be everyone's value. Just for me, purpose is what I value more than a lot of the other things that a career can give. And I really was missing that. And I was feeling really empty and really isolated, not to mention the hours I was working were kind of crazy. And I was just, I just got to a place where I was really unhappy. And so I sat down and made a spreadsheet about happiness. And I was trying to identify when have I been happiest in the past few years. And the thing that I kept coming back to, it was beekeeping and making bee products. And I was living in an urban environment that was between Toronto and New York at that time. So beekeeping was a little challenging. But I was like, hey, I'm still tied into my beekeeper friends. I can make products. And it can just be like, you know, the same way People like to bake and share it with their friends and family. I can just make products and share them with people. And it can be my hobby and it can be where I'm creative and where I feel like I'm having impact. And so I started doing that. And then, you know, people had a really positive response to the products. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm making more and more and I've made too much and I'm selling them at farmer's markets. And it got to a place where I would spend my entire weekend standing at a farmer's market or standing at some trade show selling products. You know, I, I had a, a good job. I wasn't doing it for the money at that time. I was really just like, those were the times that I felt myself. And I really was not myself in my job at that time. I was just doing something that looked good on paper, that paid the bills, and that was re- sort of rewarded externally. But it was really out of line with who I am and what I want and what I care about. Yeah, as a business coach, this is something that's also familiar for working with my clients and making sure that they feel aligned with the work that they're doing, where we live in a world where most people really want to be 
aligned and feel like they're doing purposeful work as opposed to just, you know, clocking an hour somewhere that they're not passionate about. So I love your dedication to it and recognizing that, you know, there was a potential here when you were selling at these farmers market and giving it to friends. Was it branded? I mean, was it Carly's yeah. Bee Products? It wasn't branded. And then when it was branded, it was horribly branded. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. That was that came later. But um, I did come up with the name Beekeepers Naturals, I think, pretty early. Just wanted to communicate that it's all natural and it's coming from the hive. It wasn't, you know, deep thoughts going into that one. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was, that was really an interesting time because it's just, and I'm sure you see this all the time as a life coach, but I, you know, working at Goldman Sachs, it's a good job. If you're in the finance world, it's, it's a good job. It's a hard job to get. It's a recognized job. So I had this situation where I was receiving more external positive feedback about intelligence than I ever had in my life. Like more than anything, especially, you know, being in New York, saying you have that job, it makes sense to people. It means, you know, People have a lot of assumptions about people who hold those kinds of jobs, and they tend to just think you're smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my experience, at least. So I had all of this external positive reinforcement, but I felt so disconnected, and I really felt like I was living a lie. Um, and, and I felt trapped, because I was like, well, if I give this up, no one's going to think I'm smart anymore, and no one's going to think I'm successful, and I will have no money and have to live on my friend's coaches. And I had all these stories about what would happen if I gave up this thing that I was receiving so much social currency from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was spending a lot of my money at that time on what became my company. So I never got used to, and I am not like the fanciest person to begin with, but I never got used to that because I tended to put a lot of my paycheck into Robin products. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. But that, and that was never really my driving force when I was there anyways, but I was driven by my ego and I was driven by the um, perception and sort of the, the social response I was getting from working there for sure. I was, I was really scared of what would happen when I, if I stopped. So I stayed there for longer and I, and also it was interesting just the people around me, like everyone thought it was cute and quirky that I would stand at farmer's markets and do all this stuff and nobody really took it seriously and it was almost like a joke amongst my friends and family and that's fine and like I completely get that it's weird but that definitely played into it a little bit and the fear about leaving to do something like that full-time when to everyone else it's like this quirky funny thing that I do. So what led you to not let them get in your way and actually turn this into a legit business? So it was really our customer base. So I'm selling this stuff at farmer's markets. Next thing you know, I have repeat customers. I have people who are emailing me, sharing these incredible experiences. I remember I had one woman who, she had a six-year-old son who had a really serious autoimmune condition and chronic strep throat. And the propolis was the first thing that ever worked for him. Um, and I was hearing these, I had one customer who she had gone through chemo and she just had all kinds of digestive issues and propolis was really helping her with that. And then she was using Be Powered to help balance her hormones. And so I was, I was having, I was hearing from strangers, like strangers who have no reason to be nice to me at all, <laughs> that these things were really helping them. And hearing these like really beautiful stories. And all of a sudden I started to really feel like I had purpose. I felt like I was really helping people. I felt like, you know, I had gone through some challenging health stuff, which led me down this path. 
And then I was working with small scale beekeepers and, you know, I do continue to be very involved in the cause of saving the bees. And so, you know, practicing sustainable beekeeping and having impact there, all of a sudden I'm really feeling full again. And everyone thinks it's a joke and everyone thinks I'm like being ridiculous and that this is like a weird phase I'll grow out of. But I'm feeling closer to the person I want to be than I've ever felt. And at the same time, the company was growing. All of a sudden, people were emailing me to order boxes of bottles and send it to their cousins in Chicago. Or, you know, like people were really having positive effects with the products and they wanted more and they wanted to share it. So I set up a website and that started expanding. And then we had a distributor in Canada who wanted to take us on. And I was also doing like sales kind of passively. Like I would literally fly to Toronto, fill a backpack with propolis and go to like small health food stores and ask them to put it on their shelf. <laughs> Gotta start scrappy. Oh, yeah. And and when you say we, is there a we or at that point this is just you? There is now. At that point it was just me. Um my best friend is now our COO, so that's pretty awesome. Got it. Um but at that and now we have a team and so everything's a we. But at that point, it was just me. But anyways, I, so yeah, I would, I would beg stores to take us on and, you know, the stores were doing very well with it. So it got to a point where we were in around 600 stores across Canada, including Whole Foods. And yeah, and I'm still like working at Goldman Sachs and I have this like weird double life. <laughs> and it's oh like, and it's like everyone thinks I'm like, oh, like, yeah, Carly's kind of, Carly's like kind of funny. She does this weird bee thing on the side. And I was like, yeah, I do do this weird bee thing on the side. And, like, people fucking love it. So, yeah. yeah. So it got to that point. And then I basically just had to sit down with myself. And I was like, what is keeping me here? Like, I'm really scared of failing. I'm scared I'm going to leave this amazing job where, you know, you, you do well. You can support yourself and just completely fail and lose all of my savings and be the laughing stock in this and that. And... I just sat down with all those fears and I was like, okay, those fears are not rational because what I'm currently doing is not making me happy. And there's something else that could make me happy. And it does not matter if everyone thinks it's crazy. And it does not matter if I completely crash and burn. I don't want to leave the rest of my life wondering why I didn't follow that, that thing that was sort of pulling on my heart. And it just, it just got to that point where I was like, okay, it's enough. Like you got to do this. You just, you're terrified, but what's on the other side of that? Like it's either freedom or fear. And do you want to live in fear or do you want to take that fear and move with it and have freedom? And I chose freedom. And so, Amen. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did. So I left Goldman end of 2016. Everyone thought I was truly insane. So I went to Southeast Asia for a little bit to just, you know, work on the business, get away from the voices and spend time with myself because it was really hard getting out of that bubble. I mean, I had... And again, like I don't fault anyone. I had a life that made sense to my friends and family and I kind of blew it up and it was hard for them to adjust to that. And it was scary for them. They were legitimately concerned about me. And these aren't people who are like super into the wellness field to begin with. So all of it was just really confusing for them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that there's like a traditional route that so many people, especially parents, expect their kids to be going on. And when you steer away from that path, it's like, uh, what is this? This is not sustainable. You can't live off of this. You need to be a doctor, lawyer, or in finance, as you did. And it clearly shows that you trust your gut and know yourself well enough that you were going to find a way to make it work. And whether part of that was like, I'm going to prove these people wrong or not, 
you knew that you had to follow this. Yeah, no, that is definitely what it came down to. And the other thing too was I found something that healed me and I just, there wasn't an option. Like once I was having the response that I was from other people, I was like, I can't just sit on this thing that's helping people. Like that's crazy. (laughs) Is anyone out there doing this in a big way and sort of sharing the products and or educating people on this topic in a mainstream way? Not the way we're doing it. Um, there's definitely other bee product companies out there, but you know we're the only company that I know of that practices third-party pesticide testing on all of our raw products. Everything we do, like our tagline is naturally sourced, obsessively tested, so we take a science-based approach to the natural health. And I, I would say that we're definitely the bee specialists in the world. The way we practice beekeeping, the way we handle our products, the way we produce things, that's sort of our core competency. And we, we know how to blend bee products with other plant-based superfoods and we just take a very serious angle here. So no no one really doing it on the nutraceutical side the way we are. Which is awesome for you. So do you feel like you have to do a lot of education around the value of the bee products and the importance of it for people? Totally. People don't know what propolis is. People don't know what royal jelly is, what pollen is. People only really know honey. And even with honey, they don't know the quality variants. They don't know the medicinal effects. They don't know how different different honey varietals are. So yeah, it's a huge education thing. And it's a huge education thing about the bees as well, just explaining to people. And it's hard because there are so many important issues in our world today. There's a lot that needs fixing. But with the bees, if we lose the bees, we literally lose one third of our food supply um, and destroy our ecosystem. So it is kind of critical and in need of attention. So all of it is education focused at this point. Yeah, and I think you guys do a really good job at making it modern and cool looking and the language is really fun and playful and also accessible as opposed to being some formal website where you're like, what is all the scientific shit that I know nothing about? I feel like you can go on the website and go, oh, I totally understand. This is the product that's best for me given these certain criteria of you know what the benefits are and what I'm looking for. And it's all reasonably priced that you can give it a shot and see if it works. Are most of your customers coming to you through word of mouth? Their friend tried it, it helped them, and then they told someone else? A lot of it is word of mouth, for sure. And yeah, on the, on the like tech understanding and price side, we, we want to give people an option to heal that's cleaner and safer and treats their body in a holistic capacity, isn't just focused on one symptom. So it's really important to us to do our best to make everything an accessible price point because often the people who are going to need this, they're not necessarily the people who are shopping in Whole Foods or, you know, so, and, and it's hard because we practice sustainable beekeeping. We do a lot of pesticide testing. We have a pretty intense chem team and we build our products in a very serious way. So keeping that price point accessible is definitely a challenge, but it's something we're committed to. And then in terms of education, it's, it's the same thing. We really want to empower people from all walks of life to better understand their health. So we work really hard on our blog. We have really talented content creators at the company now. Um, and we work really hard in our emails. And uh, our customer service team is incredible. And we just are really trying to be supportive. And beyond our products, it's about helping people, empowering people to have the tools to heal and to take control of their health because I personally experienced how hard it is when you're, when you feel out of control and when nobody's giving you answers. Yeah. And I think one of the big things that you mentioned is, you know, you tried it for the first time and realized 
okay, this helped me. So you need to keep purchasing it and keep using it. So if it was really expensive, it would be less accessible for people when they see the results to be able to keep purchasing it. And that's where I think you guys do such a great job price point wise. Um, You mentioned your health. How is it now? And how do you manage your psoriasis day to day these days? So this is pretty amazing. I've been in remission since 2012. Like I am totally fine. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, and my health is really good and I do a lot of things that are not that healthy. Like I'm a really bad sleeper and I'm, you know, constantly changing time zones and I'm a bit of a workaholic. So, you know, I'm really, I'm right now, a big thing I'm working on is mindfulness and that sort of thing. And I've been using, I've actually been using CBD honey to help with anxiety and that's been kind of a game changer for my anxiety and my sleep. How do you use that? In what way? Oh, so the CBD honey. So we have this product called Chill. It's a raw honey with high potency hemp oil, and it's pure CBD, 0% THC. So none of the stuff that's going to make you feel trippy or high. It's really just for anxiety and for sleep optimization. And so what I do is I usually get, I'm just, I'm like, if you can't tell, I'm the most type A person ever. (laughs) Um, Really? Yeah, just a bit, just a bit. So I tend to get really stressed out about silly things. And I have really bad anxiety, and I just had that my whole life. Just need to be an overachiever and that sort of deal, which can be very toxic. So, anyways, I tend to get really anxious when I'm just sort of like mid-work day and doing more than I should at one time. And what I do is I'll have we have these chill sticks, so they're portable. I keep I keep a pack of them in my purse, and I just bite the top off and have the uh, stick and it's it's 20 milligrams of CBD per shell stick and all that's in there is signature sustainably sourced raw honey, organic hemp oil, uh, MCT oil and sunflower lecithin and then the MCT oil is in there to make it more bioavailable, same with the sunflower lecithin to make it water water soluble. So we have this formula, it's super clean, it's super simple ingredients, it's really great for taking the edge off and so I just do a stick of that or I'll do like two spoons. And then every night before bed I have my sleep routine and what I do is I have a teaspoon of our beach chill CBD honey with a pinch of Himalayan salt and I do that every single mm. night before I go to bed and it's been amazing and honey just forgetting like CBD is incredible and we can do a whole other podcast on that but forgetting CBD and if you're a person who's not comfortable taking CBD um, even though there's a lot of benefits and if you're not comfortable with it I really encourage you to look into it but if you're not comfortable with it for whatever reason Honey on its own is an amazing sleep hack. So honey is full of amino acids, one of them being tryptophan. And when you take honey, it causes this, like a steady sort of rise in insulin levels, not same, not a spike like you get with sugar, but a little bit more of a stable one. And then that spike allows the tryptophan to cross the blood-brain barrier, where it's converted into serotonin and then in the dark melatonin. So just raw honey does that. So, you know, it's going to help your body to produce melatonin, which will help you calm down and get a good night's sleep. And then... Beyond that, if you're, it typically actually happens with women as they age. They tend to get um, depleted glycogen stores in their liver when they sleep, and that can sometimes cause them to wake up in the middle of the night. And what's happening when the glycogen stores are depleted, your brain will basically wake you up in the middle of the night as a crisis search for fuel. So taking something that's slow release, like honey before bed, will help the glycogen stores to be just sort of fully stocked and help you to sleep through the night. So Taking honey before bed is a really great thing to do, whether it's got CBD in it or not. 
I'm going to start Be Chill tonight. That's for sure. You've totally sold me on it. And I just think, you know, the CBD world is really hot right now. And I've tried it over the last week and trying to see if it helps me with sleep because I'm someone who falls asleep really early, but really easily. But then I can't stay asleep and I'm up in the middle of the night for hours, like ready to start my day and then I crash. So Hopefully, this is the product that changes yeah, that. Yeah, let me know because I, I, will for I sure. definitely had great results with it. So what has been the most rewarding part of founding Beekeepers Natural so far? Oh, my gosh. That's a hard question. There's so – okay. So it almost sounds obnoxious when I'm talking about it because I like it too much. <laughs> um, but, but it's coming from such a genuine place. It's so clear. Yeah, I really do love it so much. But I mean, our customers, I'm constantly inspired by our customers. We have such an awesome community, I think, because it's a lot of people who came to us with frustrations, whether it's with their own health, whether it's with the medical system. For whatever reason, they, they came to us with big opinions, um, which I love. And they really shared with us and we listened to them and we iterated on product and made it better for them. And we continue to have that sort of open line of communication with our customer base. We actually just set something up that I'm really excited about where you can, you can like, we have a nutritionist uh, who's on our team and you can basically text this PKN number and you have our, our like on staff nutritionist ready to go to help you to address any problems and, you know, customize your plan and just help you with your health. And so that's brilliant. Yeah, we really appreciate customer feedback and we really have a dialogue with them. And I think because of that, we have this like awesome community, like our customer base. They're not just people who buy products. They are like our tribe, like we call it our hive. Um, and we just have this incredible dialogue that I think a lot of companies don't get to have. Uh, and because we've like implemented all these things and we're continuing to as we grow, like the text integration, for example, we're trying to, as, as we scale, maintain that level of intimacy with our customer base because health is so intimate and so personal and we really want to make things and be there for people um and you know they're there for us they're telling us what we need to do better and that's that's critically important to every single team member so the customer feedback being able to really have impact and help people who feel or have felt hopeless to feel like they you know they can get back and take control Everything with the bees, we work really closely with UC Davis Bee Research. We run different campaigns where we can sort of support the bee cause and we have an apparel line and we give a percentage of profit to our charity partners. So being able to do stuff there, you know, that's, that's kind of everything to me. Um, and then just also creating awareness. We really try to utilize our platform as a sort of venue for change and teach people not in an aggressive shouting in their face to care about the bees way, but making it fun and making it interactive and just explaining to them in a delicate ma manner how important this stuff really is. And then, and this is something that I didn't think I would be so inspired by, but I am so insanely inspired by and in love with my team. It's really, really special to have this opportunity where I've, I've created my dream and then these other people who are so much smarter than I am and so much better than I am have joined it and made it their dream. And seeing these people grow and the commitment that they bring to this company and their job, it's, it's amazing. So there's a lot. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's super cool to have a team that's behind this product and this brand that you're obviously obsessed with, but to have other people that feel the same way, it's clear that you hire well, because it's not just worker bees, 
pun intended, (laughs) that genuinely want to be there and support this. So if people were to want to purchase one product and start there, what would you say that is? So it depends what they're looking for. Propolis is a part of my everyday routine. I like literally there is no pocket purse or glove compartment of mine that does not have Propolis in it. <laughs> uh, it's an incredible immune booster. It's something that's totally safe to take daily. Um, great for just daily wear and tear, supporting the body, um, fighting off all of the environmental toxins that we're exposed to and stabilizing our immune system. So, you know, for autoimmune people like me, Propolis has been really huge. But if you're looking, maybe you're somebody who's dealing with a concussion or wants to come off study drugs or just wants to reduce their odds of neurodegenerative conditions or needs a better memory, then Belixir is amazing. Like we have the Belixir shots that are made with royal jelly, which comes from the beehive, Bacopa monieri, which is an extract from a leaf, and Ginkgo biloba, which comes from a tree. And it's just this all-natural plant-based formula that is really fantastic for boosting focus, memory concentration, it's caffeine-free, it's adaptogenic, it's completely natural and safe to take daily. Um, and we've had great results with that for anybody who's looking to sort of boost their brain. So if it's a neurological concern, that's definitely the go-to. If you're struggling with concussion, please take that. Like that was the original basis for the formula. I, I made that because my best friend had a really serious concussion and it was never meant to be a product. It was just something I made for him. And then yeah, if you're looking for energy boosting, we have this bee-powered superfood honey, which is a raw honey with medicinal grade dosages of royal jelly, pollen, and propolis. So it's sort of all in one, really great for balancing hormones. Um, awesome as a pre-workout, really great as just like sort of a smoothie booster or anything like that. And then we have all kinds of delicious honeys and pollen. And if your sleep and stress are your issues, then I would recommend bee gel. So if you're look so it depends what you're looking for really. Um, one of my big staples though is propolis and it's a really affordable product and it's just made changes for a lot of people. So I, I definitely recommend that one. And I think when you go to the website, you can see there's a lot of different options, but you do a great job at explaining what the products are. And there's lots of different bundles and packs that you can try out and get a few different products and see what works for you. Obviously, your own products are something that you personally believe in and rely on. Are there other things that you do that are non-negotiable to manage your health these days? Definitely. Um, it's been hard to fit in lately, but exercise is huge for me. I'm such an overactive person that I really need to move my body. And especially too, as the company grows and my responsibilities grow, exercise is like the one time I kind of get out of my head. So it's really important for me to carve out that workout time. Um, meditation is something I'm working on. It's definitely a struggle for me, but I'm trying to do that every day. And then just generally with food, I'm for, for sustainability reasons and then also for health and you know, for my specific brand of immune concerns, I have to be really careful with pesticide exposure. So I am a big supporter of local biodynamic. And, you know, like you have to live and it's when you can and it's not always accessible. But I, I really try hard to know where my food's coming from and understand the farming practices around that. And that leads into what's happening with the bees as well. How can people support the bees? So, number one is just spreading awareness because people don't realize how important all of this really is. So, I love just encouraging people to kind of spread the word. We have a lot of information about what's happening and how you can get involved and how important the bees are on our website and on our blog. 
But there's little things you can do. One is doing your best to purchase ethical produce. And, you know, you don't have to be perfect, but it's when you can. Planting is huge. A big issue for the bees, a big thing affecting them is pesticides, and they basically don't have clean food to support themselves. So if you can just plant untreated organic seeds in your garden, even if you have a small space and you just want to do like a little balcony garden or something, I have that when I'm in New York. My fire escape is covered with plants. It's probably a hazard, but it is. <laughs> um, that, that really makes a big difference. If you live in a hot place or during the summer month, put out a little bee bath, just like a, a bowl with some rocks and mulch that the bees can come perch on and, and uh, hydrate during the, the warmer seasons. And then, you know, you can always can give back to our charity partners through our website. I mentioned our apparel line where we give back a portion of proceeds. And yeah, that's a lot of it. It's really just doing your best to support the anti-pesticide movement, creating a bee habitat in your own space and letting people know how important this stuff really is. I love it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to share your story and more about beekeepers naturals. I'm sure we'll get some people you know, exploring these products and contacting you guys to learn more about how they can support. So how can people learn more about you and Beekeepers Naturals and the amazing products you're launching? So we have an awesome Instagram. It's beekeepers underscore naturals. We are on Facebook. We're on all the socials. And then our website, beekeepersnaturals.com. You can find everything there. You can learn more about the cause, learn more about the products. Like I said, we have an epic blog. Our content team is so good. It's not even funny. Like I, I read our blog sometimes and I'm just like, Oh, didn't know that. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. They're so good. We have, we have really great content and we also, because of our dialogue with our customer base, if there's like, even if it's like a new, because we have like, we have nutritionists on the team. We have somebody who's a naturopathic school on the team. We have this really diverse team of just sort of health warriors. So customers write in all the time. And they'll be like, hey, how does keto work? And we'll be like, cool, we'll write a blog about it. So we have, <laughs> we have lots of content online. It's, it's basically you can find what you need there, and we, we work hard to make it that way. Um, and, yeah, so beekeepersnaturals.com, beekeepers underscore naturals on Instagram, and beekeepers naturals on Facebook. Awesome. Check that out, and thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Carly's Amazing Company. Beekeepers Naturals. I fell in love with Beekeepers Naturals because of the transparency they provide about their products. Whether you want products that bring you endurance, immunity, productivity, or calm, there's a Beekeepers Naturals product for you. Try their superfoods from the hive by going to beekeepersnaturals.com visible and type in the code visible at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's beekeepersnaturals.com visible and type in the code VISIBLE at checkout for 10% off. I'm really excited to share that I've teamed up with The Mighty to create a community for you, my listeners, to connect with me, other listeners, past and upcoming guests, and people living with or affected by invisible illness. If you want to have a conversation about the topics addressed on the show, head over to mgty.co slash visible. Again, that's mgty.co slash made visible. And I hope to connect with you over there. Thanks for tuning into Made Visible. We hope you learned about something new today. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. We can't do this without your support. Visit madevisiblepodcast.com. Follow Made Visible Podcast on Instagram. 
Special thanks to the team who made this possible. Elise Bonebright, the audio editor. Gemma Leghorn, the assistant producer. Dylan Chenfeld for the intro music. And Krista Gray for the logo and design concepts.